Luke chapter 2 begins in verse 8 by saying, And there were shepherds in that region out on the fields, keeping watch over their flocks by night. And the angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were greatly terrified. And the angel of the Lord said to them, Do not what? Do not fear. Do not be afraid. For behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be what? For all people. For today, in the city of David, a Savior has been born who is Christ what? The Lord. And this will be a sign unto you. You will find the baby wrapped in cloths and lying what? In a manger. And suddenly there was a great company of the heavenly host with the angel, praising God and glorifying God, saying, Glory to God, what? In the highest and peace on earth among those with whom he is pleased. And when the angels had gone into heaven, the shepherds looked at one another and said, Let us go to Bethlehem and see this thing which the Lord has made known to us. And they went and they found the child with his mother, Mary, and his father, Joseph. And they began to make known to this, to everyone, the things that had been revealed and shown to them. And everyone who heard it was greatly amazed. But Mary, she treasured up all these things, pondering them in her heart. And the shepherds, they went back to the fields praising and glorifying God for everything that they had seen and heard, which was just as the Lord had told them. Would you pray with me? Father, in the strong name of Jesus, may this story not be simply something we know. Father, may it be what we live. May it be the manna in which we eat, the bread that feeds our very souls. Speak, Lord, today, for your servants are listening. I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. This morning, I want to be very direct um, with you and I. And, and my hope and intention is you walk away knowing that the gospel, and the gospel is the good news of the story about Jesus Christ, that it brings glory to God and peace on earth. So the glory, the gospel is indeed, it brings glory to God, it's good news, and it brings peace on earth. So the three things I want to throw at you this morning. I know it's, it's a busy time of year, so I want to be very focused as I can. Um, and the first thing is this. What is the gospel? What is the gospel? If you had to answer that question, how might you answer it? Or maybe you've ever wondered in your life, like, who's like, when you heard the gospel, like, what did that preacher do? Or that teacher, or that person that was sharing with you, maybe a coworker, a family member, a grandparent, a friend... Someone was sharing with you and something about the gospel. Man, it began to grip your heart. It began to speak. It began to draw you in. It's a beautiful moment here in Luke chapter 2 because you and I get to hear the gospel from the lips of an angel. It's a pretty amazing moment. And the angel is going to tell you and I what indeed is the gospel. So pick up with me, Wood, verse 8 of Luke chapter 2. In the same region, there were shepherds out in the field keeping watch over their flock by night. An angel of the Lord appears to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they're filled with great fear. And the angel says to them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you what? Good news of great joy that will be for all the people. 
Literally, the, the angel is telling them, I bring you good news. And the Wycliffe Bible translation says, I evangelize to you a great joy. Literally, this is you and I being evangelized by an angel. This is shepherds. People that other people would, were considered outcasts, they would forget about. The angel is coming, bringing them the gospel of Jesus Christ. It's the good news. Come to them. This angel is sharing the good news. And throughout the book of Luke, this, this word of good news is being used. Look what he, further, uh, Luke chapter 4, verse 18. Jesus says, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. Further in chapter, 43, or chapter 4, verse 43, he says to them, I must preach the good news of the kingdom of God to the other towns as well. So an angel has shown up to preach and proclaim the good news about Jesus Christ. And so you and I here this morning, we're going to have an opportunity to say, well, what is this gift? Like, what is bringing about this such great joy? How many of you guys, kiddos here today, are thinking about some toy that hopefully maybe you have received or you are hoping to receive? How many of you kiddos? Yeah, some of you are yeah, a little older. Yeah, you're excited about that. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Anybody else excited about a gift you're maybe getting? Anybody else? Not many people are excited, so um, I don't know what that says. But um, yeah, some. thank you. Thank you, some hands up there in the, the balcony. Yeah, I'm excited. We have bigger kids like me that are excited. So uh, I'm, I'm excited about that. How many of you as gift givers are excited about the response of the person you're giving the gift for? How many of that? Yeah, okay. All right. Absolutely. Here's a reminder that one day soon, these, this list here of top toys will change and be long gone. It'll find its way to Goodwill or the garbage or wherever. This angel is bringing you and I the gospel, and this good news is not something you can buy. It's not something that you can ever earn or deserve. And it's also good news and joy that will never leave you. This is a different thing that you and I desperately need. So in the midst of trying to think about your toy list or your gift list or who you got this for, or who got that for you or what you need to get still get done or get wrapped or whatever, I want you to slow down just for a moment. Just pump the brakes and reflect on this for a moment. Listen to what this angel says. Again, here in verse 10. Fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy. So again, joy, he says, is not centered in something that you and I can buy for someone else. It's not centered in something else that you can earn in your own right or your own merit. He says, listen, I want you to know this good news and it's great joy, literally it's mega joy. He says, for all people. It's for all people. This gift is free. And he's looking ultimately toward Christ and the cross. I mean, if you've been here with the Bible for very long, you know that kind of where this story is headed, where this narrative kind of plays out. And he says, listen, I want you to know this is great joy. Some of you right now maybe are struggling in your life because there's a lack of joy. I want to maybe just bid you tenderly. Come back to the gospel. Just slow down. Stand with the psalmist and say, be still and know that I'm what? I'm God. Just be still. Say, God, speak to me this gospel fresh and new. Lord, I desire to experience this great joy that is the result of the good news of the gospel. And he says, listen, guys, I want you to know, look here, it's one of our key words that will be for all the people, for. Right? So again, we had this, we, he heard us for, and he says, listen, it's all the people. And, and sometimes you hear all the people and you wonder, well, is it really for all the people? 
And look what he says. This is interesting. Verse 11. He says, for unto you. Again, if you were here for our children's Christmas play, they were, you guys were what? You were shepherds. That's right, bro. You guys were shepherds. And guess what? If you heard the kiddos that night, they were standing up here and they were telling you, what about shepherds, guys? Do you remember you guys that were shepherds? What else did you say about shepherds? They were what? Were the sheep stinky? The shepherds sometimes stinky? Did people trust you guys? They didn't trust you, did they? What else did they think about you? They, what? Thieves? Scoundrels? Some of them, shepherds, were believed to be free grazers. So they were allowing their sheep to go wherever they wanted and literally on other people's land. And so people were upset because shepherds were considered free grazers. So they were literally outcasts of the community. And so some of you here today wonder, is that all people? Does that really include me? And I think there's a beautiful moment where he says, for unto you. The reminder is that no one here is too dirty. You've been gone too long. You've done too much wrong. The gospel says absolutely not. This is good news for all people. And that includes you today. Does that bring some joy just for a moment? Like, man, that, that me? That me? A scoundrel like me? Someone that lost their cool in front of their family like me? Someone that, that act like me, said like me, did like me? I mean, someone, yes, someone like you and someone like me. No one's beyond the reach of God. So look what he says. Listen, he says, I want you to know that for unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior. Look what he says. Who is Christ the what? The Lord. Is that not a little bit interesting that the Lord is born? So like God who was and is and will always be, like how did he become born? Like how is the Lord on the scene? Like I don't understand. That doesn't seem to maybe make sense. How can this God who is eternal, who, who has no beginning, who has no ending, who always was. That's what he says in Exodus chapter 3 when Moses there at the burning bush. Well, who am I going to say sent me? And he says what? I am who I am. Literally, I am the ising one. Like, dude, I, I just am. Like, I didn't start. I, I'm not, like, appear here. I, I am who I am. I am the ising one. I, I just am. And yet, here in this manger, I am is born. It's a mystery that you and I can't begin to unravel. This gospel is deep. It is a mystery known only to the mind of God of how a virgin, a woman, literally Mary says, I never knew a man. I've had no relations with a man. He says, listen, I want you to know the Holy Spirit is going to come upon you and the power of the Most High is going to overshadow you. Therefore, the child to be born to you will be holy. Holy. A sinless child. A perfect child that is born. In Acts chapter 2, verse 36 this is, um, it's 50 days after Jesus' resurrection, all right? 40 days after Jesus' resurrection, he's seen and believed upon, he ascends into heaven. Then 10 days after that, Peter gets up, the Holy Spirit comes upon him and all those that are gathered there, and they begin to proclaim the good news. And in verse 36 of Acts 2, Peter says, God has made this Jesus whom you crucified, both, listen to what he says, these words, both Lord and Christ. He's made him. But yet here from the very beginning, the angels telling us, you and I, guess what? He has always been Lord and Christ. You and I may be just showing up to the party a little bit late. Do we begin to realize it? But he has always been 
This is the Messiah. In that manger is your hope of eternity. It is the only good news that you and I could have that we can latch our lives onto forever. That will never fail. It is a solid rock. All other ground is what? It's sinking sand, folks. But look what else he calls him. He says, for unto you is born this day in the city of David a what? A Savior. A Savior has been born, right? So we see that word there, a Savior. I didn't know until this week. I was, um, I was just studying different things and looking through and, and praying over this message. And um, I came to that statement there, a Savior. And what I guess maybe caused me to ponder and maybe just think a little bit deeper is, is, is that word Savior, it's a beautiful word, but it's also an indictment, isn't it? Like by very necessity of the word Savior indicates that you and I need something to be saved from. So for you and I to declare that there is a Savior on the cross, we must be saying that you and I have done something wrong that we need redemption or rescue from. And the Bible says that we all are alike. We are all under sin. It says that sin separates you and I from a holy God forever. And God in His love, for He so loved the world that God did what? He gave, didn't He? His only begotten Son. That if whoever would believe in Him should not what? Perish, but have everlasting life. God in His love gave a Savior. But you and I, by saying that there is a Savior, we're declaring we need saving. We need redemption. And so this week... um. The song was written in the 1940s, but made popular in the 1950s. And pa-rum-pa-pum-pum. What's, what's the name of that song? A Little Drummer Boy. And honestly, I'm not very musically gifted, and so sometimes I really struggle, and so I get lost in all the pa-rum-pa-pum-pumps and all of that and, and trying to figure that out. But so this week, I was just kind of looking at that song just for a moment. And what's interesting about the song, I don't know if you know much of, of how it unfolds the lyrics, but the, the Little Drummer Boy is along the way walking a journey, and he encounters these wise men who said, listen, we're on the way to visit this king, and, and why don't you just join us? And listen to the lyrics just for a moment right here. I'm not going to sing it, all right? I don't want you to run. Listen to what it says here. Little baby, pump pump I'm a poor boy, too. Pa-rum-pa-rum-pum-pum. I have no gift to bring, pa-rum-pa-pum-pum, that's fit to give a king. In that moment, when you hear that song, you think about it. This little drummer boy is on the way with these wise men. Obviously, they have their gold, frankincense, and myrrh. But he realizes, when I show up to the king of glory, what am I going to bring him? And in that moment, I think there's a reminder to you and I of our humility, of our, our plot in life, that we are really, really weak that we don't have anything that we could bring that could ever satisfy Him enough that He would say, okay, you're good enough now. But that's the good news, the Gospel. God in His love knew that you and I could never do that, that our songs would never be enough. So He sent His Son who played the perfect song that pleased that heaven melody that was with heaven's harmony. The life of Jesus Christ is the one thing that would please God the Father. And so you and I, we just come with our little drum and we just say, Lord, here I, here I am, Lord. Shall I play for you? And the song recants that, that Mary nods and Jesus smiles as he plays. And I think it's just an indication that 
Just as the angel said, for unto you this day in the city of David, a Savior has been born, who is Christ the Lord. That's a reminder. The gospel is declaring that you and I need rescuing. And the good news is that God loves to rescue shepherds and the outcasts and those that have made a big mess of things and those that are a long way off. God in His love loves you so much that He would send His only begotten Son that He would become your sin on that cross, that if you would put your faith and trust in Christ alone, you could be saved from all of your sins. That is the good news, the gospel. And the angel says it is of great joy. There's an excitement there. So the question becomes, well, with all of this gospel, where's the gospel leading or where's the gospel pointing? And I think that the text kind of helps us answer that in just a moment. So watch this. Again, the question now is, where does the gospel lead? Or where does this good news of great joy, where is it pointing? Again, he says to them, verse 12 of Luke 2, This will be a sign for you. You'll find a baby wrapped in swaddling cloths and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly hosts. And watch what begins to happen. They begin to praise God. And they say this statement, Glory to God in the highest. They're saying, God the highest, literally, there's nowhere your glory and your fame and your honor and your praise doesn't reach. And wherever you are, God, infinitely, wherever you are and you're everywhere, God, you are deserving of unending praise. Do you see it? Like this gospel, this rescue is so great. The redemption of your life by the price of God's own son is so great that the angels are ushering you and I. We should be in unending praise and chorus and declaration. This God is so great. Glory to your name, O God. Unworthy am I, O God. Praise you forever, O God. You are so great. Good, you would love me. The angels are just glory to God in the highest. You say, well, man, why is there so much glory to God? And I kind of alluded to it there, but I mean, look what else he says here. And on earth, what is there? Peace. Man. What some of you right now would do for some peace. Just some peace, just some stillness. We were we've been with family the last several days, and there's several young ones. And anytime I bring my three into the octagon, it always wretches it up a little bit. And uh, I, I'm reminded um, that don't be mocked; God will not be deceived. A man will reap what what he sows. Yes, yes. Thank you, Lord, for that reminder. Um, and so I noticed that um, some of the, the the aged among the crowd, and I'm speaking to one of my brothers. Um, who is aged, find himself quite stressed over the amount of volume, and uh, he was finding himself wanting to get away and find some peace. And the good news is, guys, that, yeah, you can run to your room and close the door, and some of you have done that for like a long time now, like a lot of years. But you and I both know that even on the inside of the door, there's not real peace unless it's found in him. I mean, we can shut the door, we can close out, we can, we can distance ourselves from everybody, we can shut the door to our hearts, we don't have to let anybody, I mean, but the gospel says that there's finally going to be peace on earth, and that peace is between us and God, and not only between us and God, it's also among us and others, that finally there can bring peace to your life, that you no longer have to fear death. Because Jesus Christ has made peace with God. Why? Because He satisfied the judgment of sin. 
God's just. He's going to judge our sin. But God in His love sent His Son to pay your sin debt that you could have peace. That you don't have to pay your sin anymore. You've been forgiven. And the Bible teaches and shows us that this grace that has come to us from God begins to pour out through us to others. That we now desire to have peace with others, to forgive others, to show kindness to others. Brother Corey alluded to uh, Joy to the World. There's 1719 Isaac Watts. And uh, you may have known this. I didn't. I was watching a sermon, listening to a sermon uh, by Dr. Albert Moeller. He's, he's the president of Southern Seminary here in Louisville. And, and I was listening. He was, he was talking about this song, Joy to the World. And he said, well, although it looks at Christmas, the ultimate fulfillment or, or the, the point of the song is actually toward the second coming of Christ. That when Christ is going to return, and, and this is the moment in which this, this moment of, again, we're talking about this word here of, of peace on earth, of how this song looks forward to peace that only Jesus brings. Listen to these words, the third verse. She sang it just a few minutes ago. No more let sins and sorrow grow, nor thorns infest the ground. He comes to make His blessings flow, far as the curse is found. Far as the curse is found, far as, far as the curse is found. As he writes these words here, he looks to the fact that there's a curse all the way back to Genesis chapter 3 when Adam and Eve, the beginning, the first two people on the earth sinned and messed everything up. And it says, listen, the curse has come not only upon us as humanity that we are now born with a sin nature and we're sinners by choice but even as you look around the boys and i we were driving the other day and said listen guys look at all the dead trees all the leaves that are gone it is a reminder to you and i that we are under a curse and the creation is under a curse but boys if the lord wills and we live a little longer there will come a spring and those trees that now appear dead will come back to life. And it is a reminder that there is one who would died and was buried. But on the third day, by the power of God Almighty, His Son was raised from the dead. And sons, if we believe and trust in Jesus, we too, like these dead trees, come alive to never die again. It's the hope of the gospel. And so he says, listen, how can God make His blessings flow far as the curse is found? How can he make his blessings flow there? Listen to what Paul tells us in Galatians 3 and verse 13. Christ redeemed us from the curse of the law by what? Becoming a curse for us. Nobody's ever loved you like that. Some of you like that old country western song. You're looking for love in what? All the wrong places. Nobody's ever loved you like that. He became your curse. For it is written, Cursed is everyone who is hung on a tree. So that what? That in Christ Jesus, in this child in the manger, the blessing of Abraham might flow to the Gentiles, might belong to the Gentiles. And that's you and I, if you are not a Jew here by descent today, you, the blessing of God has come to you that you could be called a child of God. Not only that, look what else he says. So that we might receive the promised spirit through faith that God would indwell you, Emmanuel, God with us. And indeed, praise God for Jesus because God is within us. But it's interesting, the text there, that um, notice he says that the peace on earth is among those with whom he is pleased. And this is sad. Because indeed, we heard the reminder of the shepherds 
That this is good news for what? All people. And Isaiah chapter, uh, I want to say Isaiah chapter 9, I believe it is. He says that, talks about this child that's coming. The government shall be upon his shoulders. And she, he shall be called Emmanuel, right? And all these different things. And he says that he calls him um, Almighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. And the sad thing is that peace has come, but the reality is so many don't know him. And so they don't experience the peace that is available. And that kind of brings us to our last question. Well, how are they going to know? So if the gospel is good news of great joy that you and I can be redeemed and forgiven, there's nothing we could ever do to earn or deserve it. And it leads to unending praise and glory to God because now we have peace with God and ultimately we can have peace with one another. Then the text finally brings us to this point of asking this question. So what's the right response to the gospel? What should our response be to the gospel of Jesus Christ? Look at me if you would. The angels, verse 15 of Luke chapter 2, says they went away from them into heaven. The shepherds said to one another, and again, I think Whitley shared this statement with us when you were, if you were here for the children's play, when she said, let's go and see, right? Whitley shared in the children's play, let's go and see. She was literally citing from verse 15 of Luke chapter 2. Let's go over to Bethlehem and see this thing that's happened. Let's go and see. And I think throughout the Gospels, there's this opportunity just to come and see. In John chapter 1, verse 46, Nathaniel asked this question when he's hearing about Jesus. Can anything good come from Nazareth? And Philip responds, come and what? Come and see. In John chapter 4, we have this woman at the well who says she's had five husbands. And the man she's shacked up with now is actually not her husband. And, and Jesus is just breaking all kinds of social barriers and social codes. And he's showing her love and talking to her and interacting with her. And this chick goes back, this lady goes back to the village, verse 29 of Luke chapter 4, and she says this statement. Come and see a man who told me everything I ever did. Might we put in parentheses there, and love me anyway? Come and see a man who told me everything I ever did. Could this be the Christ? You see, because there's something about the way that He loves me and He knows everything I've ever thought, said, did, where I've been, touched, seen. He knows all that and He loves me anyway. You need to come and see, is this the real Emmanuel? Is this Christ? Is this our Savior? Come and see. And it's interesting further, again, we're talking about what's the right response to the gospel. It's coming to see. Some of you, it's time to come and see. Is this truly The hope of the world. Is this my opportunity to have peace with God and peace with one another? Is it only truly available through Jesus? The shepherds say, we've got to go and see. We've got to go and see. Look what else, though. Which the Lord has made known to us. Isn't it interesting there that they say the Lord has made it known? Now, who had been speaking to them? Angels, right? And angels in multitude that showed up praising God. I think it's a reminder to you and I as you go and you share with your family this week or as you meet with friends, co-workers, back to your class here soon, your job, wherever you may be. I mean, yes, it's us sharing the story. It's us telling the good news of the gospel, but it's not our message. These guys recognize as great as the angels were, this is actually the Lord that's made known this to us. And you and I, as we share the gospel, listen, the hope and goal today is not that you hear me. My hope and goal today is that you walk away saying, what a Savior. I don't remember who the other preacher was, but 
There was a guy many years ago, his name was Charles Haddon Spurgeon, who was known as the great prince of preachers. I mean, this guy was unbelievable, right? I mean, just crazy impact. Said that a well-known man went to visit, uh, there was not only Spurgeon, but another prominent preacher in the town, and he went to hear one, the other guy, and then he came to hear Spurgeon, and afterwards they said, what are your thoughts? He said, well, when I heard the first preacher, I walked away saying, whoa, what a preacher. He said, but when I heard Spurgeon preach, I walked away saying, whoa, what a Savior. That strikes at my pride, guys. You know I struggle with pride. That strikes at me. Maybe it strikes at you. What a Savior. When you walk away, when people are sharing the gospel, when you're living Christ, are people saying, wow, what a Savior. That means that, listen, there's times when you're going to share the gospel and you're not going to get it right. You're going to make a mess of things. There's going to be times when you blow it in front of others on your job and in your family. Listen, we need to own those moments and remind people that we are in the same need of grace as we're telling them they need of grace. We need forgiveness just like they're going to need forgiveness. We are all in desperate need of Jesus. They went with haste and found Mary and Joseph there, verse 16 of Luke 2. And they found the baby lying in a manger. And when they saw it, they made known the saying that had been told them concerning this child. They began just to share it with everyone. Right? And so, look further here. And all who heard it wondered at what the shepherds told them. But Mary treasured up all these things, pondering them in her heart. And the shepherds returned. Isn't that amazing? I think at times we, we wonder, is this again, where is this going to lead my life, this the truth of the gospel and me praising and glorifying God, it may that God's just going to send you right back to that team that you're already on. He's going to send you right back to that club that you are a part of. He's going to send you right back to that job here in just a few days after Christmas is over. And these shepherds walk right back. Listen, they've still got sheep in the field. But they walk back not the same. They return, but not the same. Look what it does here. This is very, very interesting. What are they doing? Two things there. The shepherds return what? Glorifying and what? Praising God. What have the angels been doing back there in uh, verse uh, 13 and 14? Glorifying and praising God. So the question I wrote down is this. Number one, who are you imitating? Who are you imitating? And secondly is this. Who is imitating you or maybe who can imitate you? So who are you imitating? These guys are imitating what they've seen the angels do. They were glorifying, praising God because this, this is really good news. Now, we've seen and heard for ourselves, right? That's what happens in Acts chapter 4 there in verse 20. Peter and John have gotten in big trouble for talking about Jesus. And the authorities say, listen, you do us anymore, we're going we're gonna to get, get rid of you guys, take you out. You'll be swimming with the fishies. Right? And they said, listen, you guys got to decide if it's right for you to obey men rather than God. But as for us, we can't help. Right? We, we got the case of the can't help us. We can't help speak about what we have seen and heard. That's where the shepherds are. So my question to you and to me is, if we're not speaking and telling the good news and praising and glorifying God, have we really seen and heard? So again, who are you imitating and who can imitate you? So again, for all they had heard and seen, and this is a beautiful moment. Look at this, we'll close here. As it had been told them. God's faithful to His Word, guys. 
I mean, this would be trouble today if I'd shared all this, and I'm like, walk away like, Em, I don't know if that was true. Dude, what's going to happen if they really could take me up on some of that? No. This gospel is true, brothers and sisters. You can put your faith and trust in the good news of Jesus Christ. It was just as it had been told them. God is faithful. This good news, if you will put your faith and trust today in Christ. Listen again, maybe three of you, some of you today, it's time for you to come and see. You've heard this today. Your cage has been rattled, so to speak. And you're wondering, is there really peace with God through Jesus Christ? I invite you to come and see. The Word of God, Jesus Christ Himself, reminds us that those who seek will find, those who ask will receive, and those who knock, the door will be open. Will you come? Ask Him. Lord Jesus, if you are truly the King of glory, if this is truly the only way of salvation, would you show that to me? Lord, I want to seek you in your word, right? Because all the ground is sinking sand. So God, if your word is truly, this is truly the word of God, then Lord, I want to seek you in your word. And God, I'm going to knock. God, I'm going to persistently pursue you. Would you reveal yourself? So some of you today, it's just a step. I want to invite you right now to say, listen, come and see. Others of you this morning, listen, maybe you've been here for a while or maybe it's the first day, but man, it's just opened up to you. And you say, listen, this is true. I know that I need Jesus Christ. I know that there's no other way to peace with God. I know that I'm not good enough on my own, but it brings me such great joy to know this morning that He loves someone like me. That He'll forgive me of everything I've ever done. He died for me on that cross. This is indeed God in the flesh in that manger. I'm coming today to say I want to praise and glorify Him and acknowledge that He alone is my Lord and He is my Savior. Some of you today, that's the opportunity. I mean, you're, you're, you're here and God is drawing. I want to encourage you to respond. Lastly, to you that are already believers. Is it not crazy that we are imitating shepherds? The outcast? It's kind of fitting, right? Because, I mean, we studied about this morning in Sunday school this past week. That's really who Jesus was. Even though the very nature of God, He emptied Himself, becoming obedient to death, even death on a cross. We're imitating the One that was the King of glory and yet humbled Himself to be born in a manger, guys. I'm inviting you as a believer and compelling you based upon what the Gospel of Jesus Christ, how great it is. It is time for us who declare that we have seen and heard to go and tell others that they might also see and hear. It's the good news. And it's going to bring great joy. And for those that already know it, it already is great joy. And it's just going to get better and better. That's how the song finishes there and, or, or brings us to that anthem, Enjoy the World. Again, you sang it earlier this morning. Enjoy the world. The Lord is come. Let earth, again, listen to this, receive her king. Let every heart prepare him room. I'm inviting you today. Would you come and receive the King of Glory? Today, as your heart, are you preparing Him room? I need this Savior. He's my Savior. He's my Lord. He's my only hope that you and I might declare with heaven and nature saying, man, God has come in the flesh and His name is Jesus. Would you pray with me? Father, in the strong name of Christ, Thank you for your word, God, that is true, that all of the ground is sinking sand. Thank you that this gospel is the only hope of eternal salvation, of eternal life to live forever. The only way is through your son, Jesus. Thank you, God, that you provided that willingly. 
Thank you, Christ, for your obedience. We praise you for your obedience, for your humility that you would leave glory and be born there, to be walk amongst sinful men and women. Thank you, Christ. Praise your name forever for your perfect, sinless sacrifice. God, I pray for our people today. I pray, God, that we today would know this good news of great joy that brings peace. Please bring peace, Lord God, to your people. Speak to our hearts and minds, Lord. Thank you for your word. And Father, we close as we open. Continue to speak, Lord, for your servants are listening. I pray it in Jesus' name. Amen. This morning, I invite you to come. Believer, non-believer, follower of Jesus Christ or not a follower of Jesus Christ. You may come for different reasons, but all the same praise and need of Jesus. Are you in need of saving today? The gospel says you are. Would you be in agreement with God's word that you are in need of salvation? Would you come? Others of you already know that salvation. You know it. Would you join with the angels? Would you join with shepherds today? And praise and glorify Jesus Christ. I invite you to come this morning as we sing.